0: This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschak and as always I'm with my business partner,
1: good friend Steve. Talk Steve. How are you my friend? I'm very well, Jeremy. Good to be with you and listeners once again. Um, it is sweltering hot here in England. Um, it's 30 degrees. People are melting. Roads are melting. The biggest heat wave since 1976 and that's because we got to the high 80s.
0: Wow! 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 Everything is the weather. whine about the weather—it's crazy. You can't. You guys just can't be content <laughs> at all. Like no one it's in part our, is part of It's content.
1: part of our British psyche. It's part of who we are to be British to complain about the weather. <laughs> I call it the Goldilocks effect. It's always too hot or too cold. But uh, let's just put it this way: our old cynical culture is um, alive and well right now on the grounds that World Cup fever has gripped um, England, at least if not Scotland and Wales. I think 32 million people watched our triumph over the Swedes on Saturday. And that's the highest TV audience for any event that's out ever happened. Of, out of how many in people? The United Kingdom. 55 million. That's pretty amazing. What were the other 20 million doing at that time? It yeah, was a good question. I can't quite work out. So, awesome. Wednesday night, I would imagine the whole thing will come to a standstill. So, uh, yeah, it's um, football's coming home is kind of our hope on the grounds that we've been disappointed for um, so many years. And Gareth Southgate, the manager, has done an amazing job, built an incredibly liberating culture, um, has connected the fans with the ordinariness of the players, not some multi air sort of show ponies. And the whole thing is just different from a culture point of view, and it's just been hugely encouraging to see. There you go. That's me being an optimist okay. as America. All right. So that's, that's so funny because the, the name, Gareth Southgate, I
0: mean, you could not get a more British name then gareth
1: gareth gareth
0: southgate i mean that was that's just hilarious and then his outfits you're like oh yeah perfectly british uh for for uh, wearing a vest uh
1: at at the soccer match so anyway it's it's that's, it's just a shame you americans didn't make it so you know. that oh uh, well we I know, I know i know you you have the world series but that's only between you well, this is a real world event. We are the world, I mean, if you think about it. I mean, that's pretty much the way that we view it. <laughs> well, the good news is because you've actually won the right to host it with all your money in 2026. So at least you don't have to qualify, so you will actually be there in 2026. So. Most most
0: Americans are kind of like, well, what is this, World Cup? Like, oh, it's some soccer? Like, that's, that's the view of most Americans. Like, most people who just, you know... The, the millennials, they're, they're kind of into it, but anyone past that, any Gen Xers or above, they're kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what that's about. A bunch of people playing soccer, that's good. Uh, it's, they don't understand how big of a deal it is uh, around the world. It is. So it's, it's fascinating to see. And it's been so fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. And, I'm, and I have a few listeners who are pinging mm-hmm. me right now, and they're telling me that they want to, um, uh, what, that, which is obviously not true. Because they can't ping me right now, but I'm just—I'm—I'm almost setting you up because they want to hear you sing Football's
1: coming home. So can you go yeah, ahead? Well, it's not.
0: Can you sing that for no, us? No, it's,
1: it's—it's not going to happen. No. But if you type in football's going coming football's coming home into Google, you'll find that there's a whole host of people singing it right now. But <laughs> I've not had enough. It usually requires a copious amount of beer before people really start singing. And it's only mid afternoon here in London. And well, I'm that on, should be I'm fine for you then.
0: Because if you... <laughs>
1: it's not going to happen,
0: Jerry. Move on. Move on. <laughs> uh, well, today, friends, all of our friends who are listening to the Liberator Podcast, which we're so thankful for, grateful for your participation, for your patronage, and we do not want to disappoint. We get to discuss the last voice on how to liberate, how to liberate a connector. Yes, we've gone through... The pioneers and the guardians and the nurturers and the creatives. But the connectors finally get their say. And so we get to talk and discuss about the best voice. Uh, It is the best one, right? (laughs) Undoubtedly, Jeremy, in your opinion. Being being a connector (laughs) myself,
1: we get to uh, save the best for last. I was actually meeting with um, people this morning and the first complaint they gave me, Jeremy, who's an ENFP, you'd have loved him, called James, he said, I've been listening to the podcast, where's the connector? Oh, we had the Pioneer last week, and where's the, where's the connector? I said, all you have to do, James, is wait another week, because we are about to record it, um, and Jeremy's more excited about this than any other voice, because obviously, the connectors <laughs> are the most important and the most excited. Well, it's of all, all of my it, connector
0: so. friends in, around the world. How many connector friends Good. do we have around the world, Steve? What's the percentage?
1: Well, they make up, I think it's something like 11% of the population, but there seems to be a disproportionate number of them in our world. That's, let's just say that. <laughs>
0: uh, it's Connectors connect. That's what it is. In, so, the,
1: in the new world, the connector is king and queen, Jeremy. So yeah. I know I get bored of saying it, but in the new world, you guys have all the skills. It's just whether you can discipline them or not. And that's <laughs> the <other. laughs> little sidebar there. I love it. Uh, so, remind us what the rules of engagement are, Steve, for The Connector. Rules of engagement? Um, you ready? Okay. The rules of engagement for Connector are when you have an idea, sell it for all your worth. Make us cry if you want to. Don't hold back. And we promise that we will be gentle in our critique. And we're asking that you don't interpret it as personal, um, even when it feels that way. Because for a Connector, their ideas are them and their ideas are one and the same thing and they wouldn't be sharing it with you if they weren't absolutely 100 percent convinced it was exactly the right thing to do and to reject the connector's idea is to reject them personally apparently so it which is so
0: true and so for those who are connectors know that that is the case so let me remind everyone's listening what a connector is and what they what they are um with all seriousness no embellishment um Connectors are champions. Uh, they're champions, really, of uh, they, they know how to connect uh, messages. They know how to translate. They know how to see the future. They know how to understand um, how to connect people to aspirations. And so I think one of the things that uh, connectors do is they just have this innate ability uh, of just to know how people are going to receive information and what they're going to hear. So you'll find them often in uh, sales and marketing, you'll find them uh, often working uh, on on lots of uh, different projects for people to, to have a strategic mindset. It's funny, I'll be with a connector, I was with one last night and I was having a conversation and as soon as I said something he immediately went to his phone and looked at his contacts to find the person he was thinking of and it was right in the middle of the conversation. I'm like, oh my goodness, I do that so many times to people. Wait, 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 I got a a guy, I got a guy, hang on. Because they're they're so desperate to uh, to want uh, to serve people. And the way to serve people is they go, wait, wait, hold that idea. I've got a person. You've got to meet this guy. So connectors seem to just um, collect data and information about people and store it to be ready to use it whenever uh, it makes the most sense. So just the the ability to... um, uh, to, to really connect people and encourage people and help people. If, at the core, a mature connector, their intent is really, really pure. Uh, they, the intent is they truly do want to serve people and meet their aspirations and help them get to the next level. And so they have this, this ability to do it. Uh, the immature connectors, well, that's another
1: thing. But you want to add to
0: that, Steve?
1: I, I mean, I need to say, no, good job, but I think the... The, the, the ability to maintain such a wide network of relationships is another one of their kind of huge... They, they champion people, but they, they just find a way to be able to have, we joke and say, at least 200 best, close, or very dear friends. Because for the connector, there is no half-life of decay in relationship. It doesn't matter if you haven't seen them for a couple of years. The connector will begin as if nothing has changed. And so therefore, because they genuinely believe that so many people are close, dear, very best friends. People get drawn into that plausibility vortex, as I call it. So the the connectors just have so many people they know, and they maintain a huge number of relationships in a way that no other voice does. And obviously the new world where relationship management is really the, I guess, the primary asset of wealth um, and influence. That's why I often joke and say the connectors are the kings and queens of the new world, because they do relational connectivity, they do relationship management, better than any other voice
0: and so with that though over time what happens to connectors is they get they get um, I won't I don't know if the words jaded but they get uh, affected and impacted negatively by conversations by uh, words spoken over them that words like yeah you you don't seem to finish oh what's your new project yeah last time I was talking (laughs) to you you were doing X Y or Z and so because of that it becomes real personal Uh, the connector can be so sensitive and the sensitivity of a connector can can really start to pick up on vibes from people and if not careful then the connector can close off and can actually pull back and go introvert if you will and kind of pull away because they feel like their ideas aren't uh, respected or maybe they're around people who really don't value their connections or aren't wanting the connections and so over time it can really affect negatively and kind of turn a connector down and that's where the maturing process um, comes in and that's really what we want to do when we liberate a connector and what does it mean. So I'll read this and then we can talk about it Steve and and other feedback and ways that you found that to liberate connectors, even liberating me at times. Because Steve's been a liberator to me uh, more times than I can count. Um, So to liberate a connector, here's what we'd say. Uh, Celebrate life with me and understand that at my best, I don't separate work, rest, and play easily. Regularly ask me what I'm excited about and then let me tell my stories. My stories are really the lifeblood uh, of what we're about. Never stop believing in me. Uh, appreciate my strategic connections, and encourage me to keep dreaming about changing the world and expanding our influence. The The fact that celebration is the key word in the beginning is really a key word for all connectors. Connectors want to celebrate because what happens is a connector works so hard to connect people to, uh, to the aspiration of their, what they're working on. The other person usually doesn't know it. Uh, I remember one time I helped a friend, and uh, this friend, uh, basically I helped him sell. I helped him connect to the group that bought his business, and I helped him through all types of conversation, but it took about a year to go through the entire process. When it was all said and done, uh, he forgot that I connected him to him, and we didn't set up anything formally, and so uh, he gets a windfall. I don't know, it was three, $4 million. <laughs> and we're at a breakfast and uh, I was with him and another person. And that person goes, so how'd you get connected to these guys in the in the first place? To the guy that bought your business? And this guy goes, you know, I don't really remember. I think I might've met him at a trade show. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> totally kidding me? Like there was no oh. celebration. So, you know, I, I brought it, I, in a, that was in a more immature days. And I ended up bringing it up in a very kind of sarcastic, not very helpful way. And, you know, and his response was, I, Oh, yeah, thanks. And then, and, and, and it was just like a killer for the connector to go, Do you know how much time and energy and like what, what I really wanted, even more than money? I really just mm. wanted to be celebrated. Hey, man, you know, a dinner mm. would have gone a long way. A, a really nice yeah. dinner just would have meant so much to me. Um, and, mm. and yet it was missed by this pioneer. <laughs>
1: I apologize on behalf of my species, right. Jeremy, for, uh, <laughs> not honoring you. I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think it's, it's honoring connectors. It, they're not mercenaries. It's, not, it's never usually about money. It's about appreciation. And just that recognition of do you know how much work I do outside of normal working hours because when a when a connector is at their best and when they live this integrated life they, they don 't separate work, rest, and play because whatever they 're excited about, whatever they believe in whatever they 're dreaming for, that will be what they talk about when people start asking them how they 're doing so it 's almost like the connector at their best they 're always at work, but what they like to know is that some people appreciate the extra yards and the extra hours that they spend. And when those sort of things happen, just that recognition again, going, thank you for, you know, without you that would never have happened. And so grateful for your sensitivity and your willingness to give yourself away, give away your networks to help me achieve what I do. So I think that's, a, if you think about liberating a connector, if you've got connectors in your team or in your family, that the key to celebrate with them well and the key to honor their commitment and their, when they do good things, don't, don't be in a hurry to move on to the next hill or the next tower. And I think that's one of the things we learned in communication code was, you know, I'm happy to celebrate quickly because then there's something else to achieve. Whereas with you, I've realized that actually that doesn't honor you and liberate you is to really go, okay, what are we going to do that's real fun? What are we going to actually do to mark the occasion that we've achieved this or we've done that? So I think, you know, in terms of liberating a connector, that would be a really good one for you to store away. So if
0: you're if you have a connector, let's say as a spouse or uh one of your children or a business partner, okay, we'll do that before we go into employee. Just celebrating if there's a big win, and let's say you're mm-hmm. a guardian and or a pioneer <laughs> more specifically, uh so a little bit tasks more task oriented and focused on on winning uh for you to actually plan a celebration would go a long way, way. i mean like for instance you're going to have a dinner anyway so why not make the dinner special what what if you made it intentional and said you know what tonight we're going to do a little extra we're going to go to a different special location or we're going to invite a few other people around that were a part of it and tonight we're simply going to celebrate we're going to pause and that's all. It, all it is. It doesn't mean it needs to go on for two weeks of a parade, okay? The, <laughs> but the the better that you celebrate, the quicker the connector goes on to the next thing. But if you mm-hmm. don't celebrate, then the connector always feels like it's not finished, because mm-hmm. when you when you got to the finish line, there should be an opportunity to go hooray, we won, well, we got mm-hmm. first, second, third, whatever we won. You know, we got a medal, and so if you have something that is winnable or is winning, then by celebrating it, what you do is you reacclimate the connector and you get them, they like finality. We're done. Now we can go on to the next thing. So Steve and I just had a, a win. I won't get in the details of it, but we just had a win. So it's like, how do we celebrate that? Well, we live across the pond from one another. So in, in a way, we just simply. It's encouragement. Hey, good job. Good work. You know, we, ha- we have a high five and that's enough and we, get- and we move on. Not all celebrations. Well, I, went for a, for a, I went out for a very expensive dinner last night yeah. and
1: celebrated. So. Oh,
0: good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Send me pictures. Send me pictures.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you not get the pictures? I sent you a picture of the menu. So. Uh, Thinking of you with
0: my big t <laughs> But that's something I don't think maybe can, uh, Guardians and or Pioneers mm. really understand because it feels like, Really? well
1: let's just we're, we move on to the next name but if you're go ahead go ahead. i think you can add the creatives into that as well because the creatives often struggle to celebrate because it's never finished so it's it's That's kind true. of usually getting the yep. connectors that are really good at celebrating and nurturers We'll celebrate a little, but it feels slightly irresponsible with someone in more need of that particular resource. So I would say (laughs) the connectors, you're pretty much on your own when it comes to being a natural celebrator of events and people. So what I watch, you see, is the, the connector is always celebrating people. You're always celebrating and in some ways, it must be really frustrating when you're modeling it and you're living it and you're doing it and no voice does it back to you. At least the guardians and the pioneers can kind of critique each other's ideas and you know, have fun doing that. But for a connector, to have nobody wants to celebrate with them for as long as they want, I think that's part of the reason why connectors often hang out together.
0: Well, that's the other, I guess I just want to make the point, if you do it really well, it doesn't have to last a long time. It, yeah. it, you can actually do it. If you do it really well and intentional, it can be one dinner. It can be one night. It can be one week, whatever. Just a period of time. Like, hey, we're celebrating. Uh, are, you, are, you hint- are you hinting now or about, about <laughs> just a celebration? No, no, <laughs> no hinting But, you know, it is funny yes. because we, we create, uh, we've created something called a celebration dinner. And it's actually, we do it with a lot of our clients as a part of our, our, some of our programs like X or accelerate, or or we'll do it with um, occasionally with just groups of friends. But celebration dinners, we'll actually get around and we'll celebrate. What's the big transformation that's going on in your life, or who's someone that you want to celebrate? And it's interesting, and we we force people to do it. And by the very end, almost you know everyone's saying thank you. Uh, I've I've never experienced anything like that. Most people only get celebrated at their funeral, <laughs> and so it'd be nice if you just got a little bit of it uh, along the way. Yeah. But um, anyway, okay. that's the point for personal. And then if you shift that to an employee, here's what I'd say: If you're leading a connector, uh, it, if I worked for you and you're listening, uh, and I was one on your team, the way that you'd lead me is you really um, give me the give me the freedom, and, and give me clear expectations. Hey, here's what we really need, because a connector, if they know what the uh, what the end goal is they'll go after it but they're going to go after it very differently than a pioneer would they're going to kind of meander and kind of work around they're going to talk to people and they're going to they're going to go out and do the research but it's going to be all in the connector world so it's like it's like a bee who's out there pollinating certain flowers trying to find what's the right kind of honey pot right and and so once they've found it then they'll go and tell everyone else to go after it so to allow that bee to have some freedom but also giving them very very clear expectations and direction that is great because that gives them kind of their uh boundaries and and so if you if you can hone them in and give them some direction and then give them feedback along the way and then ask them questions like how's it going who have you talked to in the last couple of weeks let them kind of share their stories and then be patient to listen to their stories It'll be great, and then, and then give them instruction, they'll go back out for more. So those are some examples mm-hmm. of how I would,
1: I would use and leverage a connector. Anything to add to that? I think the storytelling bit, some people love listening to stories. But if you're an introvert, usually listening to someone else's stories gets tiring. Yep. But kind of liberating for a connector is, is telling the story, which makes all the hard work worthwhile. So we'll often ask, hey, what are you really excited about right now? and actually not roll your eyes and actually be genuinely interested because it's almost the reward because connectors are brilliant storytellers i mean they they tell stories because it's it makes people laugh it engages people it moves people at a at a visceral heart level and i think that some some leaders often struggle to give connectors the time which what feels to them slightly indulgent or wasteful Because the connector will always want to speak and tell stories for longer than most other voices will want to hear. But if you're going to be a real liberator, then, yeah, there's times when you can't do it. But create the space where you actually celebrate and let the connector tell their story. Because there's always a story to tell. There's always something, if they're healthy, that they're excited about. And it usually is a motivational strategy because you've shown them that you're interested in the things that they're most excited about. Which makes you it usually makes your influence go up. With them, in my experience would be, and you can train
0: them uh, because uh, you know connectors need discipline and they need to be mm. trained. And if they know that you're for them, you can give them kind of language and even shape them. Go, hey, I love to listening to your stories. It'd be great if maybe you could. <laughs> get to the point a little quicker. So the, the point is that you can actually, if someone knows that you're for them, you can actually give them and train them on how to tell stories and for the whole entire team. And they'll get better, better at it. I think there's a fine line between shutting them down and letting them have free reign. And that's really the, the area that you're really finding to hone in. I've got one connector friend who's just, every time I see him, he just talks way too long and I'm a connector and I have to do the same thing. Like, okay. And I have to kind of give him some <laughs> uh, cues of like, I don't have that much time. Uh, so, uh, anyway, that's some, some ideas on how to liberate a connector. If you do liberate a connector, usually what happens is like I was mentioning, the, the bee, because they're out connecting to so many different people, what would happen to your organization is the connector is going to create strategic partnerships. They're going to create goodwill. They're going to create these relationships that you may not know you needed right now, but a year from now you're so glad that they did that work because they're out way ahead. Uh, usually they're connecting people. They're different than the creative being ahead, but because they're connecting with people, they collect these relationships for a rainy day. You never know when you're gonna need that relationship. And then they pull mm-hmm. one out of the hat, like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Uh, Steve often jokes about some of our connections. We have a giant of like, were these from your kindergarten class? And um, you know, a lot of times they were. But I mean, They were literally people I knew from, from junior high and high school in different places because I just kept relationship or I've kept connecting with them. So I at least know what's going on in their world. And if they ever need someone, then I've got a guy or I know somebody
1: who dot, dot, dot. I've got two things in terms of um, that I would say for connectors out there. This is us fighting for your highest possible good. The first one is this. You have to learn to discipline talent. So the connectors are some of the most naturally talented people you'll ever meet. They are sickeningly good at pretty much everything they try. They're real all-rounders. But unless they actually discipline the talent to become world-class in something... It's really easy for connectors to end up as the what we call the jack of all trade, the master of none. So one of the things that I would say if you are a connector is to, or even if you've got connector kids or your leading one is, force them to learn what it takes to align discipline with natural talent over an extended period of time in at least one area of their lives. Because the moment they see what that brings, they can repeat the process. But all too often, you can meet 30-year-old, 33-year-old connector creatives who are incredibly talented, but they've never disciplined the talent. They've always found a way to basically move on to the next thing when it gets hard. And that's the other thing I often say for my connectors. I go, if you come to me with your latest idea, and I go, that sounds amazing, I usually make them write it down, date it, and sign it, and I put it in their file. And they go, why are you doing that? I said, well... uh, You'll see why in about three months' time when they come back to you with the next exciting idea. And I pull the file out and I say, have you you done what you said you felt you should do last time? They're like, oh, well, no, I think that was just preparation for this. And I think that was a, you know, I've had all kinds of signs that it's the wrong thing to do. The biggest thing you can do for connectors, particularly young connectors, is make them follow through on what they believe the plan should be. Because otherwise they jump from one thing to the next and they get to about 80%. And then they move on to the next thing and get to 80%. And they never quite learn to be people who follow through. And over time, that impacts their influence with others. Because in the end, once you know you can trust a connector, and this is why I honor you, Jeremy, because maybe it was your Oklahoma farm boy or whatever it might be, you are incredibly disciplined when you commit to do something. And that's the biggest compliment I can pay you. I trust you as a connector. When you tell me it will be done, it will be done because I've known other connectors who are incredibly charismatic in the present and will promise you all kinds of things, but for whatever reason, they don't get a reputation of people who truly follow through in what they're doing. So that's that's a loving encouragement to you, but also those two things for my connectors, whether you're leading them, whether you're parenting them, or whether you are one, the disciplining of talent over time so that you actually become, you fulfill your potential. Because if I cut you in half as a connector, you, your greatest desire in life, and I love it about you, is how do I change the world? How do I help people be the best they could possibly be? This is literally repeating the dosage back to you guys and saying if you want to be all that you are made to be and desire to be, it usually comes down to discipline of talent over a period of time so that you actually become somebody that people trust to deliver rather than just be sometimes the appearance of the charismatic communicator who can sell. But the question is, can you deliver? There you go. That's my loving pioneer challenge to my little Connector friends around the world. Well, and
0: I'll take that as a compliment. And see a Connector goes, I mean, that's life to a Connector because you've actually spoken to them uh, personally in their work. and, And because their work is tied to them personally, it fills up both cups. So that's a great example for all listening. Of what a pioneer uh, partner would do, or if you're working together, or employee, or teammate, or what have you, for a pioneer to speak over a connector, that's just a great example of that. So thank you for that. I've um, got
1: one. I've got one more. Am I allowed one more? You're one allowed one, one more, and then I have I have a final say. So you can be final today. So here's the other one. The biggest challenge I find in dealing with connectors is they basically become very defensive very quickly what are you saying what how how do you know (laughs) what do you mean by that i I have a friend who you don't know (laughs) because here's the difference the creative knows they don't communicate clearly and so therefore when people don't understand what they say the creative first voice assumes it's their fault the connector creative is often way more creative in their communication than they realize. But when people misunderstand what they're saying, is they, uh, they become defensive about it and blame the other person. So the thing I often say to the Connector is you're often not as clear in what you say out loud as you think you are. And so therefore, the defensiveness is the thing which often people find it hard to challenge. I know people who absolutely love Connectors. But for certain voices, particularly the thinkers, they often struggle to know how to bring challenge because they fear that if they do it, it will be misinterpreted. It will be seen as personal threat. It will be seen as a lack of loyalty. And more likely, they, will, they feel that they'll get attacked back because the connector creative comes out all guns blazing rather than necessarily... Takes the time to understand. Okay, what are you saying? Maybe it wasn't as clear. So that's a that's. Well, I, it, I would say that's my final one of going. That defensiveness is the kryptonite of the connector creative, yeah. in my experience.
0: And and the the connectors are in their mind going. You mean you don't get it? Like do you not see, <laughs> yes. do you not see this? This is huge. Yeah. How do you not understand <laughs> this? Oh my goodness! How? And so that that becomes part of the the like misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, do you not understand the idea? And it's almost like, uh, you know, when you're in a foreign country and you, someone doesn't understand you, then you just speak louder. Like, so you, you don't understand me? you know, And then they start <laughs> speaking louder and their loudness comes across as, and it be, then becomes personal. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so here's, our, here's my last uh, for our time together. And the, the the big idea here is what we've been trying to do is to liberate. Uh, we we want to liberate every voice because we need every voice. If we don't have every voice, then we're limited. Uh, we, by having all the voices operating fully, then we've got an opportunity to really flourish as a team, as an organization, um, as a group of people, as a family. And so liberation, the idea of liberation really is to free. So we're freeing people to be the best in themselves. We wanna free the pioneers, we wanna free the guardians and the creatives and the nurturers. We wanna free the connectors so if you're free, and that's what you're trying to do as a, as a leader, you're trying to free people to be the best they can be, but you have to provide them support, right, equipping, but you also have to provide them challenge, and challenge is freedom, and supporting is freedom. Both of them create freedom, and I think that's what's missed a lot of times because sometimes people hear critique, but if the critique is not based in support, then it can come across as domination. And so because there's a lot of good intentioned people who might not understand the power of their voice, that's what we do. That's what Steve and I do in the Liberator podcast. That's what we do on our personal brands at Giant, our business. We work to free people so that they can understand one another and they can actually learn how to calibrate high support and fight for the highest possible good of each other. So hopefully you've enjoyed this session, this part. We'll obviously dive into more. Uh, ongoing in the Liberator Podcast. But uh, anyway, last thoughts, Steve?
1: I, I gave you... That was my last thoughts. So you did the last word today, which was only appropriate. Great job. Thank you all so much for listening. As always,
0: we wish you the very best, and we'll talk to you next time on the Liberator Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from John Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at GiantWorldwide.com.